Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 275. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. On Fire. How to Fire Nation. Did you know that eVoice can forward business calls to your home, mobile, or any other number you choose, regardless of where you are? Go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Patrick Schwartfager. Patrick, are you prepared to ignite? Yeah, I sure am. I'm happy to be here, John. (laughs) All right. Patrick is an authority on global business trends, including big data and the social media revolution. He's the author of the award-winning book, Marketing Shortcuts for the Self-Employed, and a regular speaker for Bloomberg TV. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Patrick, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. You know, John, I mean, I'm number one, I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate it. And for me, your program is so perfect for my own story because I've, you know, as a kid, I I was, I never did well with supervision. You know, I didn't, I didn't get along with my teachers that well. I, I even had a lot of trouble with my own folks when I was a teenager, like many of us. So I knew you know, kind of all along, I needed to be self-employed. And by the way, I mean, I had some great jobs along the way. I had bosses that that loved what I was doing. I, I think I had probably a decent future in corporate America, but I just hated it. I mean, it made my blood boil and I felt like I had a bigger message to share. And so anyway, I mean, I've kind of been on this path ever since and I've tried a lot of things and frankly, I've I've failed at a lot of them, but you learn as you go and I've kind of refined and and fine-tuned and all those failures, you, you end up with a bunch of insights of what actually does work. And, and that's, that's really what led to the books that I've written. And now I'm, I earn about 80% of my income from speaking fees. So I, I speak all over the place. It's incredible how that industry has just taken off for me. So I, I, I travel a lot. I speak a lot. And I, I try to help other entrepreneurs. I'm super passionate about being self-employed and entrepreneurial. Yeah. Here in America, we're shifting from a W-2 economy to a 1099 economy. Oh, so, that is so true. Yeah, it's happening everywhere. It actually started in the military in the 80s. But more and more companies are outsourcing and hiring contract workers. So we all need to, we need to sell our value and we need to build our own career from the ground up. No one else is going to do it for us. Well, Patrick, I am super excited to delve more into everything that you have going on later in this interview. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Yeah, this is great. I actually thought about this because I've listened to so many of your other episodes and I have a few to pick from, but I I picked one uh, that was said by a guy called Robert Strauss, who actually was a sports reporter based in Philadelphia. So he said it with a totally different context, but it's perfect for entrepreneurship. He said, it's kind of like wrestling with a gorilla. You don't quit when you're tired. You quit when the gorilla's tired. (laughs) I love that. It's. I mean, honestly, how true is it? It's I mean, so true. You never know when it's going to catch on. You just got to keep going, uh, keep stacking it. Well, take know? it down to the ground level for us, Patrick, because we love the personal stories. How have you actually seen this scenario play out in your life? 
Well, I mean, I've, you know, I could tell you a thousand stories, but, and, and they're really, I mean, the truth of the matter, I went self-employed in 2002 and it was, I mean, honestly, I lived on roots and berries for years. I mean, Yummy. it was really, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I'm, I'm no, I didn't come out of the box of success. I mean, I've failed at a lot of stuff, but in 2007 in particular, um, I mean, I was really struggling. That was a pretty brutal year for me. And I was thinking, gosh, what the heck can I do to kind of kickstart my career? I was basically doing some marketing consulting and stuff like that, but very minimal. I was, I was really broke. And I was thinking, you know, I should, I should speak at a conference. I mean, this is, you know, I'd never done that before, but right. that's, that's what I should do to get some exposure, you know? And, and so I, I went to the internet. I was really focused on internet marketing at the time. So I searched for internet marketing conference to see what would come up. And it turns out there actually, there actually is a conference called the internet marketing Brilliant conference. SEO right there. They <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> like who knew? So I went to it, but it was a, it was a conference based in Stockholm, Sweden. Huh. And I was like, Oh gosh, what the heck Goodness. should I write? And, and, but anyway, they had a tab <laughs> so that says speakers and I clicked on it. And then on that page, there was a tab that said, submit a proposal. And I clicked on it and wow. So now I'm looking at this online form and I, I mean, I literally had a beer on my, uh, with me. It was a Thursday evening and I was, you know, not in a creative mood, but I was like, okay, let's fill it out. And I came up, John, I came up with a great title that day. I came up with a title called Monetizing Trust, Leading Your Audience from Rapport to Revenue. Whoa. Say that title. one more time because I it's love great, that. <laughs> it's a brilliant title. It's called Monetizing Trust. Leading your audience from rapport to revenue. Wow. I, I mean, that would be something that I would like to write about for Entrepreneur on Fire because that is so relevant to what we do as content providers this day and age. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I got timeless. lucky. That was a little gift from God that day. Was, <laughs> you know, the title is so important. From you God know, or from Heineken, your choice, whatever. One of the two, probably a combination. <laughs> so anyway, but this is the fascinating part. I didn't expect to hear back, you know, Monday or rather Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I didn't expect anything. But Mon- Monday morning, I had an email that came into my box at 2 a.m., which of course is the middle of the day in Sweden. And they said, we're interested in your topic. And I was like, holy smokes. So the emails started going back and forth. And sure enough, three months later, I ended up speaking at this uh, conference in Stockholm. But here's the interesting thing, right? And this led to so many other things. I found out when I was there that the only reason they picked me, I was the only American who submitted a proposal. Wow. Just swing that bat. Was this a paid gig, Patrick? Yeah, no, it wasn't. I, well, they paid for my travel, but I did it for free. But well, that's honestly, better than most. <laughs> here's the thing, right? Over there, I was an American from Silicon Valley. Ooh. Right? How crazy is this? Like, we all manage because we're Americans. We speak English, you know, whatever. I mean, it depends on where you are in the world. But the point is, we all have assets we don't even realize we have. So I went there to, to stop. wanted an American in their conference. And then, of course, when I came home, I got more respect at home. Because you I spoke, spoke internationally. <laughs> so, like, I learned a really interesting lesson uh, as a result of this whole thing. And that is, number one, the hardest paid place to get paid to speak is in your own backyard. But secondly, you got to think way bigger. Like, when you think, not a little bit bigger, but way, like, ten times bigger. Because when you think that big, no one else, everyone else is too busy chasing realistic goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. You know, shoot for an unrealistic, crazy goal. There isn't a lot of competition 
like I was stunned actually. And and meanwhile, other people are inspired by what you're doing. So I ended up sending marketing literally all around the world. I mean, I put these packages together and I mean, to Kuala Lumpur and Moscow and Santiago, Chile. I mean, I sent stuff all over the place. And in March, 2011, I put together this list of 68 uh, corporate event planners that I found on Google who were all in the Persian Gulf region, like all the oil producing countries like Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Kuwait and all this stuff and Doha, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Riyadh. So I sent all this stuff out. And again, I, I mean, I was doing this all the time and I didn't expect to hear, you never know what's going to come out, right? You just, you got you put this stuff against the wall. You never know which one's going to stick. And then like seven months later, I got contacted by this guy. His name was Ali Al-Kamali, <laughs> right? You can't make this stuff up, but he's an, he's an, it turns out this guy is an incredible He's, he is a powerhouse in Dubai and does incredible conferences. He's absolutely a top-ranked player over there. And he said, we're interested in, uh, in having you come. And I ended up in May 2012 for the first time. I've been to Dubai twice now. But the first time, I, it was at the Ritz-Carlton Dubai, this conference. Uh, it was just the craziest thing in the world. I was over there for seven days. And so you know, this has been my career is that the more outlandish the goal – the more it works. Well, I love that comment about how there's no competition up in that stratosphere. I mean, because everybody's trying to be realistic. I mean, silly people trying to be realistic. And I love <laughs> that Jim Collins book where he always talks about the BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal. If you're not making those kind of audacious goals, then yeah, you're just going to be realistic. And good luck because it's a pretty red ocean there. Everybody's in that. So get over in that blue ocean where people are too scared to go because there's just one great white shark. And guess what? He actually is probably pretty friendly because he's, he's lonely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, most of what I do, it fails, right? I sent 68 packages out. I heard back from one person seven months later. Like, it's not like it's a slam dunk. It's not like you're, you spend your life hitting home runs, but you know, you just got to go up to bat. I mean, I, I shoot, I, I, I send stuff to the craziest places you wouldn't believe, you know, and mm. I, I never know which one's going to come back. Most of them don't. Mo the vast majority of them, I never hear anything. It just probably goes in the trash. But when someone, like right now, I'm getting ready for a trip. I, I've got uh, Bangkok, Moscow, and the Philippines all in a three-week period. And, and, and in the Philippines, for example, I'm getting paid actually really well to go over there. I'm speaking to seven people. Wow. Seven executives. And meanwhile, in Moscow, I'm speaking to 800 real estate developers who are all coming up from India. It's an association in India, real estate developers down there. And they're going to Moscow for their annual conference, and I'm going to be speaking there. So, And, and I'm flying directly from Moscow to Manila. So I, I literally am going from an 800-person room to a probably a conference room with literally seven executives who are all regional vice presidents. Like, this is insane. Who am I to do this stuff? Well, it goes back to that imposter syndrome that Seth Godin talks about over and over again in his daily blog posts. I mean, that's the thing is we all get to this point where we're like, who am I? Like, who am I to be speaking at this event? Who am I to be teaching other people? Well, guess what? The thing about the imposter syndrome is that everybody has it. Our president, Obama, has the imposter syndrome. He's like, who am I to be the president of the United States? Believe me, everybody has that imposter syndrome. So the sooner you realize that everybody has it, the sooner you can realize that, you know what? It's not that bad that you have it too. It's part of being a human being. So Patrick, we need to move a little forward here because Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey and you're a great storyteller. So I want you to tell us a story of one specific time when you failed and how you picked yourself up from that failure and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I mean this, you know, I could talk about 
almost any day in my life. I failed this stuff so often, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of individual things. I mean, there's, I can tell you right off the bat. I mean, I had one event, which was a huge opportunity for me. It was in uh, Salt Lake city uh, here in the States, but it was a group of uh, organizations and it was a quite a small room. It was like 25 people, but they were all like director of sales. And these are like, uh, think about, you know, like party light party company that sells like candles and stuff like that. But the point is that they have massive sales forces that are all 100% commission, you know, kind of almost like a network marketing type model. So the, these types of companies put on conferences with like, you know, in some cases, 20,000 people attend. I mean, yeah. really huge, you know. So for me, it was really a great opportunity. And, uh, and so I did. And because it was a small room, it was one of the first times I'd ever done a small room like that. And the way my approach really seems to work best with big rooms. So it's the small rooms that make me the most nervous. I'm super nervous about Philippines. Uh, but anyway, that time I went there. And I tried to have like a, a dialogue with them and it feeds right into what we've been talking about. Like I tried to be their peer rather than being a teacher to them. Right. And it didn't work. Didn't work. It, it just, it really failed. It, and, and this is the thing, like, who are you to be, you know, uh, whatever, an international here, you know, authority on a subject? Who are you not to be? Who are you not to be? I mean, I read books like crazy. I research. I try to be the best at what I do. And that time I, I chose to – I tried to be a peer. I tried to have a dialogue. I thought that was the best way to go and that's not what they wanted. They, they had chosen me to come. They had peers. They had peers. Like In other words, they, they made the decision that I was their teacher long before I arrived. They made that choice when they hired me, right? Any entrepreneur, like the hiring decision, it's two different things. They hire you first then you mm. deliver the goods second. So when it comes time to delivering the goods, you can't question the reason they hired you. You got to get past that. Like you, they hired you. That's over. It's done. So you are now the teacher. Like you have to walk in as an authority and be like, okay, it's, it's showtime. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Like step into that role. And honestly, it's so hard to do sometimes. Like I remember that first time in Dubai, there was these three steps that walked that you know, led up to the stage area. It was a huge room, 350 people. So it was not huge, but that's big for it's me, I think. People. It's a lot of people. And they're all Arabs. Every single one of them, they're all wearing white robes and headdresses and everything. And here I am wearing a suit. I was like, this is nuts. They were all tweeting on their smartphones. So you could recognize that. And they're all far more wealthy than I could ever dream of. <laughs> the point is that it's, you know, that thing in Salt Lake City, to this day, I think about it, I kind of cringe. Just a huge opportunity. You know, I could have made a lot of money, I think, you know, with subsequent spinoff business. Yeah, you cringe, Patrick. But at the same time, that's the power is that you learned that lesson and you didn't make it later in life on even a bigger stage. You learned that lesson. It made you a more knowledgeable entrepreneur and you've had success in the future because of that. And you've had success because of that. So we definitely need to take away the positives from the failures that we've had in life. And I know you've done that time and time again. So share with Fire Nation one clear lesson you learned from that entire experience. You got to step into the role. I mean, you got to, you got to, the hardest person to convince is yourself. And it, it's like the last domino to fall is your own psychology. And, you know, Tony Robbins and all these sorts of people, they basically all talk about the same thing, which is your belief systems. Uh, and it's, it's, you got to, but you got to step into the role. You got to just 
pretend. I mean, sometimes I just say like, let's just – the funny thing is like pretend you're a millionaire and then do what that person would do. Ooh, like, I like that. You know, pretend super successful. Just pretend. Yeah. It's just play. It's just play. Fake it till you make it. But then do that. And there's a lot of – you know, I actually have some other things here that, you know, I can share as far as, uh, you know, tips. I mean, just quickly, add permanence to everything you do. Add permanence to everything you do. So everything you do, no matter how tiny the victory is, get a video of it. Get a photo of it. Put the logo on your website. Get a testimonial. Anything, anything you can to add permanence to that one victory, right? To me, success is the accumulation of 10,000 tiny victories and 100,000 tiny failures. Like you just got to keep stacking those bricks. I always think about a brick building like five stories tall. That building was built one brick at a time. Like when you when there's three bricks on the side of the road, it's nothing. It's garbage. No one even thinks about it. But if you keep stacking them, you keep stacking them, you keep doing more and more and more, it gets higher and higher. All of a sudden, people start saying, oh, it's a structure. Okay, it's a wall. Now it's got two stories. Wow, people could live in that. You just keep stacking it and it gets bigger and bigger and eventually – you know, you overwhelm your opponent effectively. It's brute force. You're like, I have so much evidence of my right to be here that no one can deny me the success I deserve. I have built this one brick at a time. Well, Patrick, I can totally see why you're such a sought-after international speaker because of these things you keep coming up with. I mean, the imposter syndrome, we keep coming back to that. And that's one thing I want the listeners to take away from this section is that, you know what? Everybody has it. I had it. Back in June of 2012, I just launched Entrepreneur on Fire. I go down to my first conference and I said, wow, there's speakers on stage. They're doing incredible things. Those guys are unbelievable. They have it together. I'm so in awe of them. I talked to them afterwards and my eyes were wide. I was like, it's so great to be talking to these people. And then I actually launched the first podcast in September of 2012. And a mere three months later, because of the success, I was asked to speak at that conference. The one so that was crazy. six months prior in January of 2013 out here in Las Vegas. So it was such a quick transition that I was on stage and then I was talking to people afterwards and I saw them looking at me with those same eyes and I was like, wow, I guess I got to step into this role because I don't feel like I'm in this role, but I need to step into this role now because that's where I find myself. And it's stressful. It's It's stressful, Patrick. Like people, when I was in the failure mode, which I was for years, I thought that was stressful. Honestly, success is way more stressful than failure. All right, let's not get into that. We don't want to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but Patrick, we do want to keep moving forward because you have such an amazing journey. You shared a powerful failure, what you learned. Share with us an aha moment now when you just said, wow, this is me. This resonates with myself. Tell us another story. And how'd you take that moment and turn it into success? I think the biggest aha moment I've ever had, I just, I'm trying to remember when it kind of popped into my head. But there was kind of there was some point I don't know that I remember exactly, but it, the the aha moment it's really simple and it honestly it rolls over in my head probably you know a couple dozen times every day. I just think about it constantly, and that is the road to being is through doing. Like if you want to be happy, do happy. Like if you want to be successful, do successful. Like pretend you are that person and do what that person would do. Like. You know, my neighbor, Phyllis, she's a brilliant Jewish lady. She's a neighbor of mine. Anyway, she's, you know, she's kind of one of these people who's like 
classically just unhappy all the time. She's yeah. frustrated. And she's a wonderful, wonderful – anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is that <laughs> she loves being outdoors and she's been in the city here, you know, in San Francisco area for so long. And when she was a kid, she like went up to Humboldt County and like lived with the Indians and stuff. I mean, she's like in her 60s. So, you know, it's kind of the hippie movement or whatever. But she was out there in the woods living in like tents and log cabins and just loving life. And she hasn't done that forever. And I've been encouraging her and so have other people. So now she's, you know, she's kind of taking it slower now and she's doing a lot of yoga retreats and stuff. And she went and did a yoga retreat out in like the it's like way up in the Sierras or something and it's out in the woods and she came back and she was beaming. She was beaming. And I'm like, Phyllis, you got to do this twice a month. Like you have got to get outdoors. You need to like, move there. <laughs> because what, what, yeah, because, but even just doing it regularly, what happens is that happiness, it filters through your psychology, that doing, when you do happy, it filters through your psychology and you end up being that person. You can, when you look at the person who you're envious of in business or in school or wherever, the cool person, the successful person, you can become that person. You can. It's actually, Actually, it's astonishing how your psychology can shift and change, but it's only going to shift and change if you start doing the actions, right? And then you start to internalize it. And the the whole thing, the road to being is through doing. You want to become something, you've got to do it and just do it more and more and more and your entire personality will shift. The road to being is doing. I mean, I love that for so many reasons, Patrick. And I can just interject a real quick story as well because when I started – I went out there and I was like, I want to be a podcaster. So I went out, I got a mentor, Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire. She was a great one-on-one coach, taught me a lot of things. But the one thing that we did, she's like, okay, we just got to start. This is way back. This is a year ago. She said, let's just do an interview. You and me we will never publish it. This is just be between the two of us. And we did it. And man, was I horrible. And the funny part about the story is I just interviewed her for real last week. She was on Entrepreneur on Fire for the first time. She was like episode 265 or something. So I mean, I hadn't interviewed her for the first 260 plus episodes, but I got her on and we had a great interview. And at the end, she's like, John, remember that one we did way back in the day, your very first one? She goes, you should put that on to the end here. And you know, I thought about it. And so then I did. So I played the actual episode that we did, the 260, whatever number it was with Jamie Tardy. And then I played the outro and then I waited five seconds and I said, hey, are you guys still here? And if they were, they got treated to another 30 minutes of my first ever interview with anybody ever online. And wow. holy crap, is the audio bad? Am I bad? I am. Hor- Jamie sounds the same because she had been doing it for three years up to that point. Now she's been doing it for four years. So she was identical, but I was horrible and I was cringing the whole time. But I said, you know what? I want to share this with Fire Nation because they always are emailing saying that they think that I'm a pretty decent host and a good broadcaster. But man, I was not. But I wanted to be that. So I did that. I just started and I wasn't great when I started. So that's that's where I got. You changed. You evolved. You became a new person, John, right? Is you are not the person you were. No. Like your, your destiny is not predetermined. You can build it. You can become what you have the potential to be. It's not about who, what your destiny is. It's about what your potential is. <laughs> like when, and every time – the funny thing is it's a moving target. Every time you do something, your potential increases. Like you will never catch up to your own potential because every time you chase it, your potential gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a moving target. Like this whole thing, you can make it up. You can build your career out of air. You just have to keep 
doing it. Love that. It's so true, Patrick. And I mean, we are just making such a great theme here because you just need to get that ball moving, get that momentum going. Because once that snowball starts going down the hill, anybody can picture a snowball. It's a sticky snowball. So it picks up other snow. It gets bigger. It picks up speed. It picks up gravity, momentum. It gets going. But listen, we got to move forward now, Patrick. I could keep talking to you all day, obviously, but I want to know one thing, just one thing, share with Fire Nation that's exciting you right now. I mean, that's an easy one. I mean, I in March of this year, and this is, you know, right now, what is it? It's late, it's July 1st. So yeah. this is very, very new. And this is another lesson. I mean, you are not too late. People think it's too late. It's over. It's not true. I started a video blog uh, called uh, uh, Strategic Business Insights in March, and it's it's had an immediate impact on my business. I mean, it's incredible. Like I had different sources of business. I had referrals and speakers bureaus and my marketing, uh, but I also have some people who find my my website just through search engine optimization. Yeah. And those leads were always the least least likely to convert into actual business. Uh, but now with the video blog, I've got dozens of videos up on my website and it's like an overwhelming, again, it's an overwhelming amount of content. I've just been doing so much that people see that page and they're like, oh my Lord, this guy's done tons of stuff. And it's had an immediate, so I'm super excited about my video blog. And the, the funny thing is that it's brand new. So brand you know, new, people baby. can start this today and it's, it's having a big difference. In fact, all three, Bangkok, uh, Moscow, and the Philippines, all three of those were, search, now that I think about it, they were all search engine optimization wow. uh, leads. And I love that you're using search engine optimization because a lot of people are like, oh, isn't SEO dead? Isn't search engine optimization black hat? No, it's not. Some people in the past have utilized it in a bad way, but Google is always updating, always making sure that it's the great high content marketing that comes through. So if you are producing high quality audio, high quality video, high quality blog posts or content of any kind, you are going to rise to the top like cream. Patrick, you're a perfect example of that. And before we continue, let's take a quick second to thank our sponsor. Fire Nation, summertime in the living season. Picture this, you're lounging poolside in the hot summer sun, screening calls, closing deals, and making money. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? But how? With eVoice, of course. eVoice is a reliable voice service with all the advanced features of an expensive phone system packaged up for one low monthly cost. eVoice supports a variety of popular mobile devices, including Androids, iPhones, and iPads, so you can use them anytime, anywhere. They even have an app for each device. Because of this, eVoid provides a simple and convenient way to access messages on the go. But don't want to forward calls to your mobile phone? That's okay. eVoice can even forward business calls to your home or any other number you choose. Talk about peace of mind. Go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for a 30-day trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, now we've reached my favorite part of the show the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, Patrick. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. I mean, no quite. There's just fear. I was just scared. It's one word, fear. What is the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, this is an interesting one. And I, again, I knew these questions were coming. I, I thought about this forever. The best advice that I ever got was give up, Patrick, get a job. Because that motivated the heck out of me. I was like, 
you know, give I, up. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was give up. I mean, it was, and I hated it. I right. hated that. You know, so many people were like, dude, just get a job. This is crazy. I mean, keep in mind, this was seven, eight years before I really started to get some traction. I, I it's like my lost decade, the thirties, my thirties, I'm 42. My thirties, that was like my lost decade because I was struggling the entire decade. And so many people were like, dude, just get a job. You're crazy. Just get a job. And that advice just motivated me so much to prove, I hate to say it, but to prove those it's wrong. I mean, I don't mean to promote the negative motivation, but the bottom line is negative motivation is powerful stuff. And I was angry. I was like, I can do this. I can make this happen. And now, you know, it's finally worked out. It's finally worked out to my favor. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich yet, but it's coming. It's a good life. I'm I'm starting, I'm I'm having fun again. And some of those same people, are, are saying, God, you know, you kept going all these years and they're inspired by it now. They don't know. They didn't, t- they didn't try to hurt me. They weren't trying to be mean. They were trying to help me in that moment. But when I pushed through and made it happen anyway, it inspired them too. So it's, it's a backwards answer, but it's the, no, the best one I could think of. It's a great answer. What's something that's working for you, Patrick, right now? Well, I have to repeat the same thing. The video blog is working. Yeah, totally. I mean, the video, and then by the way, uh, just really quick, a page is 50 times more likely to be on the first page of Google if it has a video on it. Wow. 50, 50 times. Yeah, I just read that like, real last number. week. Unbelievable. Insane. So, Patrick, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, you're, you're going to laugh. No, because I like themes, so keep it going. <laughs> well, it's actually, it's so simple. Google Alerts. Ooh, yes. Uh, Google Alerts are so crazy. So for people who don't know, Google Alerts allows you to put in a phrase that you might search for on Google. And Google will email you time a new post uh, appears on the web that matches that search query. So I have posts for all – like I have big data success story. I have call for sp- – is a phrase that's very common when people are encouraged to submit proposals for conferences. I have like, I think I have 48 or 49 different Google alerts that notify me of all kinds of stuff, like conferences in my genre and stuff. And sometimes I'll contact people and say, hey, I understand you have a conference coming up. I'd like to submit my information. And, and the, the, the person who answers the, the email is like, how did you know about this? Like, we just posted <laughs> it yesterday. And And I'm like, I knew about it because Google told me about it and it's free and I get emails every single day for all these things that I'm looking for and I'm the first guy to the show. No one else beats me. I'm always there first. You might have some competition now. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, it's cool. I honestly, it's no one really takes action on this stuff anyway. I hope they do. I wish they did, but most of them don't. So Patrick, I do got to tell you something though. Just like Google Reader and FeedBurner, Google Alerts is going away. So you need to uh, start doing some research and making a transition. One thing I recommend is TalkWalker. But if you come up with a better one, make sure you email me because I'm a big user currently of Google Alerts, but it is going is away. It going, is it really? I yeah. Google's going away with some of those things that they used to have. They're just focusing on other things and Google oh, Alerts, judge. Google Reader, and FeedBurner are going away You're slowly but surely. But I'm giving you some preparation to uh, prepare yourself for it. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource <laughs> and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com. Patrick, help me out. Patrick, short figure. You got it, Schwartfager. Yes. Yeah, I should have run for governor. Also, eofire.com. Go ahead and click on the podcast tab, which is our archive, and you can just see his name right there. Click on him and see all the resources, listen to the podcast. So, Patrick, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, 
what would it be? I'm going to be selfish, John. I have to be because my book, my most recent book has just people go crazy about it and I'm stunned. I mean, I never had the marketing muscle to, to, to get it to like a bestseller, but yeah. marketing shortcuts, I mean, every it's, it's 80 short little chapters. They're each like two or three pages long. You can read one in like five minutes and every single one ends with an itemized to-do list. And the people who get it, it's so crazy. This lady came up to me just recently. She'd bought a book a couple months ago, and she came to one of my events, asked me to sign the book. This thing looked like it had been to Afghanistan and back. <laughs> like it was all – there was highlighter marks. She actually had check marks beside the little to-do lists. I was stunned. And people – it's how to people do a lot of this stuff. People love bite-sized action. They can just really re-quick, take some action, and then go. So that's great stuff. We will link that. Up in the show notes, and Patrick, I love dot mobies. If you uh, ever want to send one my way, <laughs> so Fire Nation, if you haven't, had, do you have this as an audio version, Patrick? No, actually, I ACX? don't because it's full of URLs and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it in audio. I tried to push Wiley, my mm. publisher, to do it, and they it said always it just, makes sense to go audio. I know, I agree <laughs> with you. There's actually a platform now where you can do it yourself, but Wiley won't let me. So Fire Nation, Patrick has not made this available via audio, but I know you love audiobooks. So if you want a free audiobook, I recommend Seth Godin's The Icarus Deception at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Patrick, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, I mean, I, I've, I've listened to your past episodes. I knew this was coming, so I'm, I'm cheating here. Dun, dun, dun. So I, I don't have to think too much, but it's it, this is the third time I'm bringing the same thing up on the show, and I hope your listeners really get that there's so much power in video. It's crazy. For yes. $500, you can go to Amazon. You can get a green screen kit for like 150 bucks, and they're very good. It includes lighting. You can get a camera with a, a port in the back for an external microphone super important for like $240. Uh, the external microphone's 20 bucks. The tripod's 20 bucks. For $500, you can set up a complete green screen studio in a spare bedroom or in your garage, and you can start doing videos. And, and seriously, I'm saying it three times because it has had an immediate, tangible impact on my business. Mend it to anybody. Love that. Well, again, Patrick, Fire Nation can get the links of everything we've talked about and Everything in general at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Patrick Schwartfager. Patrick, share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. You know, the easiest way to find me if anyone's interested in, in seeing what I'm up to is, is go to bookpatrick.com. You know, it, like you, you know, you've struggled with my last name. My last name's a disaster. So, and my, my URL is patrickschwartfager.com. So, no one's ever going to find that on their own. So, bookpatrick.com forwards to patrickschwartfager.com. And you can see the video blog. You can, uh, you can subscribe if you want. It's free, of course. So, you can, you're welcome to subscribe. But, uh, parting piece of guidance, you know, it might be what, um, what we talked about just before we started recording, John. Leaders hate structure. But followers love it. <laughs> so, you know, when you're a leader, when you're a leader, when you get there, like you don't want the constraints. You want to be able to do it your own way. You want the flexibility. You don't want to, you know, be bound by other people's rules. 
but followers love structure and they thrive on it. So if you're, if you're, see, we're all leaders and followers in different areas of our lives. Like maybe in your family, you're a leader, but at church, you're a follower. But in the times when you're a leader, provide a step-by-step instruction, provide structured guidance. And the people who are under your command, the people who look up to you will thrive on it and they will progress faster themselves. Love that, Patrick. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, Sean. Fire Nation, have you checked out the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog yet? Every day, we post a new and amazing entrepreneurial article over at entrepreneuronfire.com, and we turn that post into a killer five to seven minute audio podcast. If you want a bite-sized dose of inspiration, head over to eofireaudio.com. That's eofireaudio.com. In Fire Nation, last reminder for the episode, go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE. You will not regret it. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.